This is the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good buddies Richard Hello. and Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael like to debate and deliberate against... Whoa, wait. Guys, did you hear? No, did you see? Just, you did not hear anything. It was just the wind. I felt like the wind or like a chill. It did, it did sound a little bit like, uh, like a katana blade being yeah. unsheathed. Oh my god! Well, it's just Jeff and me now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! (laughs) So uh, Michael chose this week's topic. It is the Mount Rushmore of what is it? The ninja. The ninja. (laughs) Why did you choose it? Well, it is no. I love ninjas. I've always loved ninjas. I've. It is one of the common bonds between me and Richard and how we started playing kickball together. Uh, but I have always been into ninjas. Please I remember describe your kickball team for the uninformed. It was called the Awesome Helicopter Ninjas, and our good we friend... did not name it. We did not name it. Our good friend Scott Jones named it. Um, I believe he had a series of random names, things that he kind of put together, and it kind of came out, yeah. and it was kind of ridiculous. And um, when I met them... Amazing Unicorn Pedophiles was like the next on the list. <laughs> uh, Incredible uh, Hoverboard Samurai. Uh, yeah, the Amazing Hovercraft mm-hmm. Samurai. Uh, and when I found out about kickball, I fell in love. And then when I found out that these two guys I just met were going to be on a team close to me called the Awesome Helicopter Ninjas, I double fell in love. Yeah. And it just became part of like my identity yeah. for so many years. Like We've played a lot of kickball over like a decade plus, And... If there is a team that is the most important team, it's them because oh, yeah. of the friendships I made, but also because it was the first thing and just my love of ninjas. As a kid, I was into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. and I had just these black and white coloring books that were like ninjas. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what you don't need to color on the black and white ninja coloring book. The ninjas. They're either wearing black, <laughs> so they're all in black, or they're in white. You color all the other stuff, but yeah. you don't color the main characters. And um, you get their red crown. There's the problem. Yeah, and ninjas, and just in general, are just this wonderful secret organization. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're magical. There's something that you can never be, but you always pretend to be. Okay, they're just great. They kind, you know, they existed in history in some form, and then they re-existed in the 1980s in yeah terrible entertainment. I think duh would be the reason that an- could have also been an answer an-, an answer to the question of why did you pick ninjas? No, yeah, that's true. I, I chose I chose the earnest reason <laughs> yeah, of, about me it. when I was nine years old, not the one of the sarcastic the, forty year old. Obviously, uh, so Michael chose the Mount Rushmore of the ninja, and Richard, you will be the first person to speak, and maybe the last one alive. Maybe possibly. <laughs> um. So my first choice, and I, and I will say that two of these involve you mm. on some level, either directly or peripherally, Michael. Mm. So the first one is the golf course scene from Ninja 3. The domination, the domination. also on my list. I figured, I, I kind of figured. That <laughs> I, sent, I sent it to, that was a good pull because you moved it up to the number one spot, which takes it away from me potentially having a, a later seed. So I commend you on your sneakiness. Right, <laughs> the, the Ninja way. Ninja Wade, please describe this scene. Oh, my God. So I, Michael, I, at one point early on in our friendship, Ninja teamness sent around like, you guys have to see this video. It's my favorite Ninja video of all time. And it is a scene from a 1980s movie called Ninja 3, The Domination. Um, you do not need to see Ninja 1 
or Ninja 2, which is Revenge of the Ninja, to, yeah. to know what's going on at the beginning of this movie. Uh, basically, it is a scene set at a golf course where there is a your typical uh, preppy douchebag with like the sweater literally around his neck. Yeah. And his like bimbo girlfriend mm-hmm. and about 10 different security guys surrounding mm-hmm. him. All wearing like navy blazers and khaki pants. Mm-hmm. And he hits the ball into the woods and he sends his goons out there to find his ball. Mm-hmm. And as one of them is going to pick it up, hand reaches out with a ninja glove on. You see it's a ninja and he just crushes that yeah. ball. And he just starts wailing on people. Oh, he just goes nuts. Uh-huh. It is and it's a pro- crazy. It's one of those scenes where it gets progressively more. And it starts off as more of your, it's just like, oh, he attacks people and does karate ninja shit. Mm-hmm. And then they die, and then he gets the... Well, then he chases down the guy in the golf cart. Golf cart, lifts, yeah. lifts up the golf cart with one hand because he has super strength. Attacks some guys in a helicopter, climbs a tree. Climbs a tree, uh, yeah. attacks guys in a helicopter, jumps from the helicopter as it's crashing. But before he does that, he puts a ninja star in his foot, like between his toes, and then with his toes, throws a ninja star and kills a guy. Wow. He also manages to, uh, with one of those, like... Uh, Blow darts blow into dart the gun. Into a gun, and the gun blows up and blinds a guy. <laughs> so at one that's point, like Tuesday. That's yeah. like Tuesday for this guy. At one point, he's in a helicopter, takes out the pilot, uh, crashes into a, a, a lake. Next, next thing you know, a couple minutes later, the cops are looking for him, and you just see this bamboo shoot mm-hmm. sticking up out of the water, kind of moving like yeah. he's Bugs Bunny or Daffy yeah. Duck or something. <laughs> and then the cops surround him. And he shot. Yeah, they I don't un- know, they unload a hundred bullets into him a hundred times, and then and he falls dead, and then gets up again immediately. Immediately gets up, kills and some of killing them. more of them, and then hundred more rounds, and then does a smoke bomb and disappears. The last thing you see is him digging himself out of the hole that he had miraculously <laughs> made. Yeah, when the smoke bomb came up, as I recall, there seemed to be some physically active police chasing him throughout. Most of the sequence, and then at the end, it's it, the cast it, of Barney Miller. Yeah, it turns. Yes, yes. <laughs> it turns yeah. into you're watching a scene on the Universal backlot. Yeah, take place <laughs> where these guys are like all of a sudden they're going off of a, a hidden ramp in the bushes into like the man-made lake, or it's like filmed over at like Lake Balboa here in the valley. It, yeah, it looks like suddenly a ninja movie got mixed with the car chase from Blues Brothers. It is. What is wonderful is they don't really explain why the ninja killed this guy. I think he's a scientist, but that has nothing to do really with the rest of the film. Uh Because the ninja eventually um, passes on like the evil ninja's soul to a combination telephone pole repair woman hyphen. uh, (laughs) She repairs telephone poles. Yeah, she also dances, but on she's them. also like an like a jazzercise instructor. So she gets possessed, and she becomes yeah. this evil ninja. Okay. So, but what is perfect about the scene is that this opening bit has nothing to do yeah. with that story. It just sets up that there's a ninja that kills like these jerks on like a golf course. It's my second favorite movie scene of all time, mm. just behind the uh, skateboard scene from Heart Ticket to Hawaii. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. It's, sure. They're, but they're right there. They yeah. are neck and neck. My favorite scene is when he throws a ninja star and a guy reaches up his hand, and it's very obvious he already had like yeah. a ninja star like in his hand and, like yeah. when it's going to his face. As a guy who's obsessed with his lawn, I remember looking at that film and thinking, <laughs> this is clearly like a public course, like a county... <laughs> Oh, it's a uni, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It didn't look like the country... There's country club people, 
on this public municipal course. God bless this movie. Yeah. Uh, pretty good, pretty good stunt. Right. I think I was commenting before about how many, what it sounds like they dubbed from an Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> at about a hundred times per minute. <laughs> this says everything that like, you know, those amazing, terrible eighties Golan Globus. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a Canon film. Canon films. Yeah. Just they're all, uh, it is so awful. And it's got show Kashugi. Yeah. So what more could you want in a ninja movie than Shokushugi? I'm surprised. I almost had Shokushugi on my list just by by himself. There was just a couple of or years Gallagher. where I was just really like, I was buying a whole bunch of just like ninja DVDs <laughs> yeah. off of Amazon. It was like the Super Ninja and it was Revenge of the Ninja. And, you know, it's not quite ninjas, but Jim Cotta. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. that's the thrill. You mean the thrill of gymnastics and the kill of karate? That You yeah. got that right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I just have this little collection and like some of them I watched like two seconds of and they're so terrible that you just can't watch them. Yeah. But Ninja 3 The Domination just stands out in its own perfect little way. Chef's kiss. Speaking of perfect, mm. I feel like ninjas are as a genre something that's perfect because like say cowboys, they didn't really exist. Mm. Or not to the not extent. Not in the way that they. Yeah, that's not they're portrayed. Yeah, the, the the image of the ninja who is just basically an assassin, you know, they used to go around and kill people in the middle of the night and dress in black yeah. in, you know, the 1300s, 1400s in feudal Japan. Um, you know, they didn't do all the cool they didn't, all the, they didn't yeah. do all the imaginative cool stuff that yeah. nine-year-old boys think they do. Yeah. Or do they? What? <laughs> do you feel I felt that chill again? Uh-oh. Okay. Shing! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Just one finger at a time, sort of the whole Okay, Michael, what is your second? My second choice is it's kind of a broad category, kind of a broad pick. Ninja weapons are the best. The katana, aka the ninja sword. Uh, shuriken, aka throwing stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, nunchucks, aka nin- ninja hot dog sticks, <laughs> I assume. All of them, the little climbing. Uh, Things, the claws on the hands, yeah. uh, ropes, mm-hmm. blowguns, ninja weapons, size, they're all incredible. Yeah. And I think as a kid, and they don't like they don't really exist anymore. No one carries around these sorts no. of weapons. They're all these ancient things that they probably didn't all use either. Yeah. You know, they had a weapon that was like a cool mace on a chain with a hook. Mm-hmm. And it's just like Man, it's all good stuff. Those are so yeah cool. You talked about the cowboy earlier, and the cowboy carried a gun. Yeah, Yon City. Maybe he had like a knife in his boot. Okay, or a rope to <laughs> lasso somebody. Yeah, but yeah. like ninjas just had these this amazing like smoke bombs. Mm-hmm. In theory, I don't know poisons. All these just intricate ways that they could kill you. And I, I think it is just so appealing um, just to one's imagination in a way that I... You know, samurais are ornate, but they've got, like, their one big sword. They've yeah. got, like, that little short sword as well. Eh, whatever, guys. Yeah. Big knights had, like, a big sword. The ninjas just had it going on with ninja weapons. Yeah. And I think that that plays into their mystique and their... Interest as much as anything. Wearing okay. black too, you know. Yeah, black good, looks good on everybody. Slimming, slimming. Yeah, they yeah. were the first ones. You know how 
Um, this was a Mount Rushmore topic that I thought of. That I think Johnny Cash was almost ordained into the ninja He was a ninja. Fold. Okay. Yep, he was he a ninja. carried throwing stars. You know those geniuses? Yeah. Those, those geniuses out there that at some point decide, uh, I am not going to devote any of my personal time and thought to fashion and I'm just going to wear the same black yeah. turtleneck and the same jeans. Yeah. Ninjas did it way before all these guys. They were just like, we're just going to wear black all the time. Don't have to think about it. Richard. All right. So my next two choices both involve weaponry. Mm. So mm. a little more specific. This mm. one is the homemade ninja star that I made in high school. <laughs> Love this. So oh, nice. Rich, rich cast coming up. There's two rich cast things coming up here. So I was in high school, and I was the editor of the school newspaper. And so once every couple of weeks, we'd have to get together late night to do the layout and design and pagination and... Oh, it's good get, stuff. Get yeah. all the, the, the paper actually put Yeah. And so there were like four or five of us who would like hang out all night, get pizza, and just sort of do this. And there was a lot of downtime because this was back in the you know, late night, late or early 90s. So the front page... Uh, software was like so oh, yeah. in hell, and if you had to like paginate or anything, it just took forever. Yeah. So we're sitting there waiting for something to happen, and I got bored, and I started taping X-Acto knife blades together. <laughs> and I realized <laughs> that if you tape eight of them together, uh-huh. it makes a pretty damn effective-looking ninja oh. sword. Are they all the blades pointing yeah. the same way, or are they? Or are they back to back? I think of an exacto as a triangle, essentially. Yeah, it's like triangle, triangle, triangles, yeah. triangles, okay, triangles. So okay. they're all sh- pointing out. Hey, uh, all you ten-year-old boys listening to this podcast, do not do this. Don't. Yeah. Please don't try this at home. Don't do I it. I mean, try it outside. Yeah, yeah. Try it That's outside with not your friends. In, yeah. Don't try it at home because you'll get in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. We don't want that. So we, being you know, high school dork-ass kids, I was like, this is great. And we were just, you know, we made like a a uh, a target. We made targets and we put them up around the hall, the the walls in yeah. the room. And, you know, we try and see if we could hit them from like you know twenty feet away, thirty feet away. See if we could work on our aim and all that kind of stuff. And it was great. And then uh, we <laughs> forgot to. Oh, no. uh, and then and take, then take it home, or oh. unassemble it, or do anything with it. We just kind of left it laying around the uh, the classroom. And next day, I came into um, journalism class, and the teacher was like, do you know anything about this? We found, the, the principal came by, and they found a ninja star in here, like in the back. And do you guys know anything about this? And it's like one of those, like, no. Why would I know anything no. about that? Why would I, why <laughs> How am I going to know about ninja stuff? Why would I, do I look like the type of person who would play with ninja stars? No, come on. And I think, and, and immediately she said, well, it must have been those kids in yearbook. Ah. And I went, yep. That sounds like something those idiots in yearbook would do. Yeah. And just, that was the most ninja thing I did of all. Stuff. So, so sneaky. Sidestep the blame and put it squarely on, on my friends <laughs> who did the yearbook. That's ninja. That was some ninja yeah. shit right there. Yeah. Uh, how good did you get at this? We could we could hit from like we I was about as I I was about as accurate with it as I would be as with a dart like in a dartboard like okay that same distance oh, okay I could hit the target I could hit it yeah. like a 
dartboard-sized target. Okay. So that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, if that was your head and I was 20 feet away, I'd, I'd, I'd glance at it at least. Why did you have the... If it was done on a computer, did you just do some paste-up? Like what? Yeah, we we had it laying around for... I don't know why they had X-Acto knives laying around. I think it must have been for yearbook stuff. Okay. So that part was true. Okay. Somehow it was yearbook's fault. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so you're a ninja at dodging the blame. Dodging the blame and also inventing my own weaponry. Yeah. At a moment's notice, which I think is a kind of ninja yeah. skill. Yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is our halftime in which we implore you to stealthily go to iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and uh, surreptitiously creep into the Mount Rushmore podcast page and sneakily download, rate, and review all of our past episodes. You can also do it by mail. Yeah. Just send it in. Just a P.O. box. Send a review by mail. 1513. We'll send you the yeah. episodes. Los Listen, Angeles, California. Yeah, fill out. It's like, a, it's like true grit. You okay. fill out the article. Oh, the grit. Episode. Yeah, yeah, the magazine. Want, yeah, you want the, the episodes you want. You okay. check it off. Okay. It's almost like Columbia House. Yeah. We'll give okay. you... For a penny. For a penny, we'll give you 10 yeah. episodes. Yeah, we send you each month what a, deal. a few episodes, and you send back the ones you don't want. Right, right. Keep the ones you like. Okay, and then uh, we forget to charge you. But don't sign up under a bunch of different names in your, <laughs> your college. Like my, my friend in college, yeah. Javier Bongish, my friend David signed up under uh, David B, under D Beland, uh, and like two other names to get all these CDs. And do you know they? And were then we just moved out of like the house. Yeah. And like, what? What are you gonna do? They were screwing over the record company. They weren't paying either. The right. Columbia Record right. Club. They were. Somehow not doing it. They like made their own copies of the CDs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, so we're back to the part where we ask you to uh, support us and then go to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and leave a suggestion as to a topic you'd like us to address. We'd love to tackle your topic and tickle your to- funny bone. And then you can also support podcasting in general by supporting this podcast. Frank Burton does this podcast called Ragbag, and it's really different. But if, if you're in the mood for something different, I, I would listen to that. Welcome to Ragback. My name's Frank Burson. Kind of one part comedy, two parts kind of awesome DJ music hour, and just all parts a little bit strange. I have a thing about corrugated metal. Yeah. Corrugated metal. That's a good one. It's weird. It's a weird podcast. I adore it. I adore it. I found it very funny. I think I used the expression glorified pickpocketing scam. Anyway, sorry for the confusion. I hope we can let sleeping dogs lie and perhaps you can ask your lawyers to stop writing me threatening letters. Thank you. Pick up the rag bag. Pick up the rag bag. Enjoy the rest of the rag bag podcast. But we are back. Ninja talk is what we've been doing. Ninja talk. Ninja talk. And Ronins and Samurai don't care. Take a hike. Take a hike, you guys. <laughs> Take a hike, you noble warriors. You noble warriors. Get out of here. In your We like we like the sneaky guys. Yeah. We like the underhanded uh well, they'll kill anybody. Yeah. Whatever. So before the break, uh Richard was intriguing us with his daring do of making weaponry. Mm-hmm. And so Michael's going to jump in with his third. Uh, my third choice is the video game Shinobi. 
Never played it. Specifically, um, uh, Shinobi 3, which is Revenge of Shinobi. Hold on. Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. Domination? No. I mean, I do like all of these. I haven't heard that name for so many years. Shinobi. Uh, Revenge of Shinobi, which was a great game that featured a lot of, like, strange, like, mm, appropriated characters in it. At some (laughs) point, uh, the ninja, the main character, Joe... uh, Joe Ninja. (laughs) His name is basically Joe Ninja. It's like Joe Mushiyashi uh, is a ninja, and he has like these ninja magics. And it's a side-scrolling video game from the late '80s, early '90s. And at some point, he just fights a guy that looks like Rambo. Oh, and then at another point, he fights a guy that. Oh wait, is that the Terminator? Like literally, like his skin falls off, and it's just like metal underneath. At some point, he fights. Literally, Spider-Man. And at some point, he fights the baby from Lucas. And Godzilla. All of these things. And the elderly people from Cocoon. It's a ridiculous game. But it just goes to further the whole myth of a ninja can beat anybody. Oh, wow. A ninja can fight Spider-Man and win. Ninja can fight Batman and win. I guess Batman technically. Sounds like a Bollywood movie or something where they just become... But I love, you know, going down my deep dive of how much I loved ninjas, whether it was Ninja Gaiden or Shinobi, which I thought was just a far superior ninja game. I think because they had magic. You know, at some point you could just call down some big fire dragon and do some cool shit. That sounds like a cheat. It sounds like a cheat code thing. But exactly what a ninja would do. A ninja would cheat. That's true. That's the great thing oh. about ninjas is that no code. He There's no like ninja the, code of honor. It's just like, well, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do? It's the game genie of life. That's what ninjas are. The, um, there's like 11 or 12 different shinobi video games that they've done uh another one was called shadow dancer where you had like a pet dog or pet wolf that you oh. used to attack that doesn't feel very ninja but it's fucking cool as hell yeah uh it's called shadow dancer and i think that also feels like the name of like a Susie and the banshees song yeah or a fiona apple song yeah oh, that's shadow boxer shadow like boxer shadow dancer I think shadow dancer was a andy gibbs song mm. also a ninja he was a didn't ninja. know that did you no he's not dead just, just, just hiding. Just hiding. Um, I don't. I love ninja video games. I think that you you can just mm-hmm. do a bunch of cool stuff. I think the template of the ninja is so fun as just a concept. And usually, you're you know you're kidna- you're killing someone who's kidnapped. I don't know. Best yeah. in baseball stars, the mm. ninjas. Oh really? Oh yeah. Mm. Far and away, most fun team to play because they're fun. Richard, your third. What's it? All right. So my third one, uh, Michael. Yeah. Your wrists. Oh, yeah. Have, if you guys don't know Michael Winfield, he has matching Ninja Star tattoos on his wrists. Often confused for like pot leaves from people from far away. They're like, oh, what is those? And I quickly have to say, oh, they're Ninja Stars. And they're like, okay. All right. That feels slightly better than like, just big pot leaves. Yeah, it feels slightly less like dude-ish. Yeah. I just remember... Did, now, you got those like fairly early on when I knew you, I think, right? Or did you have those before? No, but I got them... Uh, in the indoctrination ceremony. In the middle of playing uh, kickball. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I got one... I, I wanted Ninja Stars, and I got one on one wrist in black and one on one wrist in white because at some point during one of our seasons we didn't tell anybody and changed our (laughs) 
our t-shirt color from black to white, and then we stole black back again. That was which, incredible. Now, I think these are a lot of my ideas of how to like secretly work the system and not tell anybody because the black color was highly, highly desired. Right. Um, but yeah, I got Ninja Stars based on our adult rec league kickball team. And I remember you getting the first one and just thinking... Oh, I got them at the same time. Oh, the, yeah, the, I remember you getting them. Yeah. And like, your wrists were a little red because tattoo and all that stuff. And I just remember thinking, my God, Winfield is more committed to this thing than me. And I am all 100% all in on the ninjas. And Michael's getting freaking tattoos. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Do that. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the point where it was sort of like, oh, Michael's all in. He's got more skin <laughs> in the He's, game. He literally has skin in the yeah. game that's now tattooed. Yeah. You know what? You We make interesting decisions when we are um, in our mid-20s and kind of going through like an early life crisis yeah. and you know, kind of finding this kind of having this kind of sort of religious experience through kickball, yeah. and finding friends and discovering who you are. And then you're just like, Oh, I'm going to get tattoos, I guess, apparently. And just be so <laughs> super proud of it. Um, was there somebody you seemed like you were probably in the lead in terms of, uh, showing your devotion to this? Was there anybody who was, you were neck and neck with, like you thought, well, Scott Jones might get a ninja nunchuck uh, face tattoo, and I better... Uh, no. No. I think I went far and above anybody. Oh, okay. Right. And that's, that was the point where I realized, oh, Michael's taking... We're going to another level here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think if there's, like... That's interesting. No, I don't think... Like, there are people that loved it as much as I did, but I don't know if anybody devoted as much time yeah. or energy... To it, I devoted an unnecessarily large amount of energy. I think you also devoted some personality. What I didn't know about the kickball experience, or even like I, I imagine other sports leagues are like this, is that you you could bring your personality to it. You didn't have to become a jock or something, right? Whatever that a, was, you could be a nerd and still play kickball. Yeah, yeah. I. I'm, I am just glad that you have those, because mm. now every time I see those, it makes me think of, of the ninjas. Mm. You get like a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. I got to imagine you feel the same way about it, too. Wanking like, it off, just w- eating soup, or wanking <laughs> off. Yeah. Or taking uh, your driver's <laughs> test. Uh, th- I forget that they're there often. Oh, really? Yeah. They, I mean, because I, I see them, and they're just, part, I, I look at, they're down on my wrist, they're very visible, but like, I totally forget that I have like these... Ninja Star tattoos. The same way that I have on my shoulder a Moonanite from Aqua Teen Hunger Force oh, wow. on my shoulder. He only gets the most important life uh, <laughs> elements put but, on him. But that's one of those things that like, I got when I was in my early 20s and was like, I love this character. I love Enignot, the sarcastic moon creature. Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah, every once in a while I look in the mirror and I'm like, I fr- a, 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 why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the team wasn't called Fart Squad, and you just had had some butt farting on your wrist. (laughs) Me too. So anyway, I love your tattoos, and I'm I'm glad that you have them. Okay, Michael, what's your final? Uh, My last choice is really the thing that, I guess, re-kicked off my enjoyment, my energy for ninjas. It is the Real Ultimate Power website. What's this? Uh, In the early 2000s, maybe 2001, 
uh, you can go to realultimatepower.net. Here's a little plug for that lovely website that was started by a guy named Robert Hamburger that um, initially started on a UCLA. Bob's UCLA. <laughs> no, although that's funny. He was just some guy, and he started a website about ninjas, about how ninjas are mammals. Ninjas are cool. Ninjas flip out and kill people all the time. Wasn't that where the ninjas versus pirates thing And that's where the ninjas from? versus pirates thing started. Oh. Uh, he was, he wrote this website from the guise of being like a 12 or 13 year old kid. And it was all about how ninjas were just the best in the world. Ninjas could flip out. Ninjas, uh, were often wailing on guitars. He wrote little scripts that were called pump up scripts to, um, get you really excited about ninjas and ninjas popping huge boners <laughs> and like fighting dogs and dogs exploding and fighting the stupidest enemy, which is the pirate. And I'm so well versed in this. Um, mostly because, uh, at some point, um, I was a moderator on the real ultimate power message board, uh, for like <laughs> years. Uh, my, my lack of, things to do at work yeah. definitely carried over to kickball and into the present day. But it existed back when I first started having full-time employment too, where you would just talk about ninjas and how cool they are with other people that were in on the joke. And, you know, occasionally you'd get in fights with like the guys with like the Ford message board who would be like, uh, ninjas aren't that cool. And then that was just like, oh... You don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Did you ever have to ban anybody? Uh, I'm sure. I don't, I don't remember, but I, it feels, <laughs> that feels possible. Banned from a ninja board. Uh, yeah, you know, you open the webpage and like this MIDI file of Big Pimpin starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is one of those weird cultural flashpoints on the internet that it's still around, but it... It feels of its time, yeah. and it felt like, oh, these are my people, the people that understand how silly this is. Yeah. And you, once you could start speaking in like the real ultimate power vernacular <laughs> of like ninjas, um, it's wild. How old are you when you think how about old ninjas? Are you? Seriously, how are old you are five you? and? When I think about stuff yeah, like this, I'm like nine years old. Nine years old, yeah. But at the same time, you have the deadly power strength of a full-grown man of a superman like you are both <laughs> a child they do and you go to a place where you are somehow more than that i don't know yeah oh. i the ninjas are are of a childhood yeah that i adore and like being able to rediscover it in like your 20s and then live it into your 30s and then god i i'm excited from like my son who's almost yeah. two years old and at some point we get to like pretend to be ninjas and do karate and yeah. stuff and like that is so exciting yeah i was very excited when we had vivian and you and your girlfriend at the time got a, got her a uh, ninja onesie made one for her yeah. And oh, a ninja mobile too. Also made her a ninja ninja oh, star. That's adorable. Mobile for her bed. I'm sure you guys never put it up. Oh yeah, we did. Did you? Oh well. Dangerous. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. Exactly. She had got to learn sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Richard's making ninja stars. She has ninja stars over it. Oh, that's so precious. So are we done? I you have one. Right? One more. Yeah. One okay. last one. Okay. okay. So another another rich cast story. Oh, nice. So I'll set the scene for you. It's 1981. I am six years old. 
I'm home from school. As I've mentioned before, my my home my house is directly across the street from the high school. Um, I'm home sick. I'm just kind of like watching TV, chilling, doing what you do when you're sick. And my mom says, hey, come over here. Something's going on at the high school in the parking lot. And I kind of like go out to the window. And we're looky-looing out the window, which faces the parking lot. And there's just a bunch of people like milling around, running around, doing stuff. Principals coming. Shit's going down. We don't really know what's going on. Ambulance comes, takes somebody away. Mm. And it's like, what the hell's going on? My brother was going school there at the time and he comes home we're like well, what was that and he proceeds to tell us the story that our star football player todd Steele, our todd run or it's top running back todd Steele, which is an incredible ninja name just to start with had a pair of nunchucks i guess it's a pair right like you didn't know, a nunchuck yeah that each thing is a nunchuck right that would be the monocle of nunchuck yeah exactly a nunchaku and he was in the parking lot goofing around twirling him and whacked himself in the back of the head <laughs> and knocked himself unconscious. And because of that, he this was like on a Thursday. We had a playoff game on Friday. He missed the game and we lost. Oh, God. It was unbelievable. Wow. I don't know. I can't remember how they tried. In the, in the game story, like I remember in the paper, they said, you know, Kingsburg was without Todd Steele, their lead running back, who missed the game with an undisclosed injury. <laughs> Because you don't want to put out the local paper. He did survive an, ass. an attack. He did survive he an survived attack. survived a ninja attack. He was also the person who attacked. He was the, the... And I, it's, it's just one of those things I just remember my brother telling me the story and just thinking, this is one of the first times I rem- remember thinking, maybe football players aren't too bright. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nunchucks are uh, like the that one weapon that like, People think they can use. Yeah. They think you can do it the way that Bruce Lee does it, but like nobody can. Well, one, nobody does it the way that Bruce Lee did it. Yeah. But two, it's also the number one uh, most mispronounced ninja weapon where people call it like nunchucks. Yeah. Right. They change the N to an M and you're just like, well, you're a numbskull if you think that's, yeah. that's how they're pronounced. So the lesson here, kids, <laughs> Not don't, in the back don't of the fuck around with, with uh, nunchucks. Make your own ninja stars. Was he auditioning for a John Hughes bad guy role? Because that seems like a, like a very, very two-dimensional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Noonchucks like, also, I, I love talking about Noonchucks right now. Noonchucks also feel like something you could have ordered out of like the back of a comic book. Yeah. Like you could, like, mm-hmm. you can get smoke bombs and you can get, oh, I don't know, ninja sticks. Yeah. You can get nunchucks and you're just like, don't, you should not be sending yeah. these to kids. You had some rules. You said don't. Goof around with throwing yeah, stars. Yeah, no. Throwing stars, okay as long as you make them. Homegrown. Homegrown yeah. is fine. Don't fuck around with nunchucks. Yeah. Because you will brain yourself. Okay. 100% guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, what about the plastic ones that you get, at, like the novelty? You'll find a way to brain yourself. Okay. All right. Be safe, kids. Be safe, kids. This has been the Mount Rushmore of ninjas. The ninja. And this feels very personal to Michael. But Richard also made it very personal to him, and I think that was beautiful. So uh, some things that stood out. Ninja 3, The Domination. Um, we both chose that so that, that we can get credit for. That's one. Um, Richard, your choice of the wrist tattoos. I'm going to give... Uh, I want to choose that because one on my list was there was a guy at 
IHOP, who was the host, seating people, and he had a very red, very fresh neck tattoo of a, of a throwing star. Nice. Yeah, and mm. I thought, that's a bold move, because he, he looked like he'd been working at IHOP for a while. Mm, sure. So it's not <laughs> like he thought, fuck IHOP, I'm not going to... He said he knew, I still want to work at IHOP and be the host, but I don't want people to fuck with me anymore. So he got a throwing star. Got robbed one too many times? Yeah. He got a lot, he got a lot of, you know... He got Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity yeah. in the back of his head. That's it's like, right. No, no, no longer. <laughs> no longer. So the tattoo. Um, Revenge of Shinobi sounds really cool. I got to look that up. And uh, I want to go with, uh, because I put on my list, orderly attack. The orderly attack. Um, I just want to go with... Uh, the doofus from your high school for yeah. the disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has been. God, I swear, there's like a presence. The Mount Rushmore. Of- <laughs>